We're going to be in Psalm 40 this morning for our communion meditation, so you can turn there now as we begin. One of the central themes of the Bible is deliverance. By deliverance, I mean the action of being rescued or set free. Abram pleaded for the deliverance of Lot. Hagar cried out for the deliverance of her son Ishmael. Jacob sought the Lord for deliverance from Laban and his brother Esau. The nation of Israel petitioned to be delivered from the Egyptian taskmasters. Joshua asked for deliverance from the Amorites. David searched for deliverance from the king of Israel and the enemies of Israel. You remember Job who sought deliverance from the pain of losing his loved ones and from physical pain. Isaiah, Jeremiah, the Twelve, or as we call uh, the Minor Prophets, cried out to be delivered from foreign armies and the oppression of exile. The New Testament begins and we read of a man named Simeon. You remember he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the deliverer, the, the comfort of Israel. The disciples prayed that Jesus would save them from drowning. The leper cries out for deliverance from his leprosy. The blind man from his blindness. The paralytic from his paralysis. And the sinner from his sin. Deliverance is a theme of the Bible because pain and suffering are themes of this life. Now this morning I want to look at Psalm 40. And I just want to answer three questions. I'm going to use this psalm to answer three questions about deliverance. Just the first three verses, Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. To the choir master, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me, or he turned to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in Yahweh. First question, does God deliver? The testimony of King David and of Holy Scripture is that God, in fact, does deliver. In Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3, we see five key verbs. He, that is God, he inclined to me. He turned to me. He heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit. He set my feet upon a rock. And he finally put a new song in my mouth. David's experience is that God does in fact turn toward him and deliver him from from his plight. The description of being in a pit of destruction or a A miry bog most likely symbolizes some grim experience of sin or despondency or disease. The imagery is being in a low place. David was, he was hoisted up onto a high place. Like a child who is quickly scooped up by his parents and brought to a place of safety. David was pulled out of the pit of destruction and set upon a rock. Standing upon a rock is firm. It's stable. It's safe. It's not unstable or precarious. It's fixed. Does God deliver? Yes. 
The testimony of King David and of Holy Scripture is that God does, in fact, deliver. Second question, if God does deliver, what is required to obtain that deliverance? Well, in this psalm, look at verse 1 again. I waited patiently for the Lord. Deliverance is the product of waiting. The idea of waiting here is near to the idea of hope or reliance. What is required for deliverance is to rely completely on Yahweh. To press into God with all our being and hand every part of ourselves over to Him. Like a skydiver who places his life into the hands of a person who folded his parachute. Or a soldier who hands his life over to his commander. The psalmist has entrusted his situation to God. He waits. He hopes that God will not tarry, but will come to his rescue. What is required of God's people to obtain deliverance is to give up every form of self-reliance and lean into God with all of our weight. Third question. When deliverance is granted, what is the result of this deliverance? Verse 3. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. When God granted deliverance to David, the result was that many saw, many feared, and many put their trust in Yahweh. The result of God's work of deliverance in the life of David was evangelism. David's experience of deliverance energized him to broadcast the goodness of God. He sang a song of praise that so affected the lives of his hearers that they placed placed their trust in Yahweh. What is the result of deliverance in the lives of God's people? It's evangelism. It's belief. Ultimately, it's worship. The experience of David in Psalm 40 stretches into our day. God promised us in his son that all who come to Jesus will receive rest. Jesus said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You will find rest. You will find deliverance. We will when we give ourselves over to Jesus, when we come to him. But while David's experience of deliverance in Psalm 40 was most likely a physical one, Jesus' words refer to a more significant deliverance. Remember what Jesus says to the paralytic in Matthew chapter 9. I think it's fascinating. He says to the paralytic, the man suffering physical, uh, under the, the bonds of physical suffering, he says to him, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Jesus says to a man whose very life is defined by physical suffering, Your sins are forgiven. As we remember Jesus this morning, I would like you to think on the fact that Jesus is our deliverer. And while God's plan may, keyword, may involve physical deliverance, it always, it always involves spiritual deliverance. God's plan always involves spiritual deliverance in the lives of those who, as David says, rely completely on him. We who have relied completely on him understand that our deliverance, of course, came at a cost. Like Isaiah says, with his wounds, we are healed. 
the wounds of Jesus represent our deliverance. The wounds of Jesus are an emblem of God's righteous judgment and an emblem of God's love for, an, for us. An emblem of God's righteous judgment because sin must be punished. And an emblem of God's love because he gave himself to be punished. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This morning I would like us to remember that Jesus is our deliverer, and that Jesus is our song. David sang a new song, and so do we. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who, for their sake, died and was raised. We no longer herald herald ourselves, but Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore those who have not found the deliverance of, of Christ be reconciled to God. If you are here this morning and you don't know Jesus, then you haven't experienced deliverance. You are dead in your trespasses and sins, and the wrath of God abides on you. I would appeal to you, be reconciled to God. Place your trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Jesus Jesus promises that if you throw yourself into him, if you believe in him, he will grant you deliverance. In a moment, the men are going to come and they're going to distribute the elements, a cup of juice and a small piece of a cracker. As we drink the juice, of course, we remember the blood of Jesus. And as we eat the cracker, we remember the broken body of Jesus. If you have not trusted in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, please don't drink the cup. Please do not eat the cracker. This time is for those who have trusted in Jesus. But if you have placed your trust in Jesus this morning, I would invite you to eat and drink. You don't have to be a member. You don't even have to be a regular attender. All you have to do is have placed your trust in Jesus, believed in him, relied on him completely, like David says in this psalm. You only need to be a believer. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3 again. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Men, come and serve us. Church, let us remember that God has indeed delivered us from the pit of destruction through his son, Jesus Christ. We have found forgiveness, and he has placed a new song in our hearts. Please take communion, and we'll pray together in a moment.